Hey, welcome to Tethered, where we have conversations about where Christ and culture connect. And I'm Bill Falk, your host today. Today is our very first podcast that we're going to have on soundtrack, the music to our lives, and really going to talk about how music impacts our lives and really shapes culture. So we're very fortunate to have our guest today, musicians, cultural influencers, songwriters, Oliver Scott and Danielle Noonan. So think back when you were growing up to one of your favorite movies that you'd ever seen. And how many times did you watch that movie and go out and say, I got to go out and get the soundtrack. I got to get the soundtrack to that movie. Like some of the music in that movie. I remember when I was a kid growing up, I actually saw the movie Urban Cowboy and I got the album, the album for Urban Cowboy. And I remember I had the, the you know, this is when you had the record and had the record going and I would just had my little microphone and I was singing. That's about as famous as, as I ever got with, with music. Is there video of that? And there's no video. Thank oh, goodness. Shoot. You know, if there was TikTok back in that day, I'd probably be famous. Yeah. But you know, it's crazy how, when you watch movies, how much the music in those movies impacts what's going on in the movies. I mean, can you imagine watching Top Gun without the song Danger Zone? <laughs> Right. In there. You're just like that. That song just brings so much, you know, energy uh, to what's going on in the movie. So if you if you can think back in your life, like what can you think through a movie that you grew up watching? And you're like, I got to get that soundtrack. I got to go. Yeah, I can. Th- a, a couple come immediately to my mind because growing up in my home, we didn't go to movies in my house. We watched TV. So when I got like in high school, there were two movies. I remember Shaft and uh, Superfly. I mean, just seeing the word Superfly, Mm -hmm. that track started rolling in my head. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And then Shaft. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm talking about Shaft. (laughs) That's awesome. But those two, yeah, definitely. Uh, For me, gosh, there's a lot of them. I mean, I think I would always sort of like listen to soundtracks more than even albums sometimes. Mm. A couple of them that come to mind for sure um, was Last of the Mohicans. And it was the first movie that I ever watched Mm. where it was like an instrumental soundtrack, but it brought me to tears like as a child. I remember thinking like, oh my gosh. And I've listened to it so much, like I can picture what's happening within the movie. So you you had such a a tender heart that even as a child you... I know. I wonder what happened to it. it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Well, kinda, that was kind of deep. I mean, you're, you know, this emotional moment. I'm over here, you know, singing, looking for love and all the wrong things. <laughs> well, my other one is Dazed and Confused, okay. which, I mean, was sort of. Kind of more appropriate for where you are now in life, right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the confused part, not necessarily the dazed part, but. I mean, you know, it was Matthew McConaughey. It was his first. Yeah sort of like debut or whatever. Yeah. I just remember thinking that soundtrack. Busting on the scene. All right, yeah. all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's amazing how much music is, is a part of filmmaking. And really, if you think about it, how much music is, is a part of our life. I mean, just that experience you were just sharing mm-hmm. about The Last Mohicans. You know, it's amazing that our life, that music kind of helps bring meaning you know, to a situation in our life right. to help us kind of connect and try to maybe explain what's going on in, in our life. And if you kind of look out in the world today, music is such a huge in, influencer in the world and yeah. really shaping culture, shaping people's lives. And that's what we want to talk about today is talk mm-hmm. about the impact that music has on people's lives and ha- music has in culture. And I'm sitting here talking to two cultural influencers 
two musicians that I have helped shape say that. The, the, the world for, for many, many people. Mm-hmm. So Oliver Scott here, musician, uh, Grammy nominated artist uh, is here with us. And then Danielle Noonan, worship leader, leads worship at you know lots of different places mm-hmm. um, throughout the country. And just excited to have you guys on our first show today, really talking about music. And so yeah. just kind of want to hear from you guys what your how music really impacted your life you know obviously as a musician but if you think back how music played a part in your life growing up oliver what was it you know was there a song that kind of you just connected with kind of took you to a place where like this is i want music to be a part of my life or how how did music it wasn't a song necessarily but it was more like an artist and i watch myself on video now these days it's crazy (laughs) the blind artist (laughs) stevie wonder right and I watch myself, I kind of move like him sometimes. I'm like, dude, you're imitating a guy that can't see. He was doing that out of being consumed, and you're doing that out of you think so much of him that you end up imitating, <laughs> kind of like a, a fan, right. like right? But uh, hearing him sing, even as a kid, because Stevie's probably, I'm going to date myself, and I keep, he's like four years older than me. Uh, but hearing him sing as a kid and growing up, kind of growing up with him, I just kind of wanted to to sing and do some of the stuff he did musically. I mean, then he started to write. And so it, it kind of guided me. Even by the time I was a teenager, I kind of knew I wanted to do music and write songs, even though I got in high school band. I mean, I got in the band in the sixth grade. I didn't get serious until in my teen years. I knew I was going to leave Waco, Texas, and go to California <laughs> and do something with music. And so music influenced me that way. And if you go from there to now, man, it's just been crazy how you, I mean, what you said about music, I mean, there it, it's it's the soundtrack to our lives. I, I listen to commercials now <laughs> and the commercials are so good. I'm like, right. that's a hit commercial because of the music. You know what I'm saying? So. I remember a commercial a couple of years ago, a Walmart commercial that came on and there was this hit song that came on that totally remind you know i remember back at that commercial was you dropped a bomb on oh, me man. baby i don't know if you ever Maybe heard that I, song you know. i heard it once or twice yeah you heard couple it times. a couple of times but, um, yeah that's <laughs> yeah, funny yeah your music i mean it it, it did kind of get me on a path for my life of course growing up in the church with a musical family helped as well my mom played and mm-hmm. had siblings that played different instruments but definitely uh you know, guided me to, to Los Angeles. And when I moved from California, I moved back to Houston to take a minister of music position. So music was kind of instrumental in my geographical movements as well as influencing other things in my life. So it's kind of like a way of, you know, like I talk about a commercial. You can sell stuff with music. Man. Yeah. You can get ideas in people's heads with music, man. It's really powerful. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great tool. Yeah, if it you use is it right. for sure. I think... Music started out as a almost like a transport tool for mm. me mm. At, at like a very, very young age. What do, you, what do you mean when you say transport tool? Like, I mean, just growing up in a family that appeared to have lots of stability, but really like internally had just like to struggle and pain and, uh, and brokenness. Mm. I think I realized at like a very, very young age, I can't even put my finger on when, that it could take me out mm. and away yeah. from where yeah, yeah. I was at the time. And I would sit at the piano, I mean like as a, I mean just young, young, maybe like four or five, six or whatever, and just like play on the piano. Wow. 
and go and, away, kind of and go just go away, away. Yeah, yeah. and time would pass and I wouldn't be where I was before. You know, wow. I wasn't in a state of like worry or anxiety or mm. all the things. And I was even still, that's kind of like what God does, right? I, at the time, I didn't realize God was using that yeah. as like a connector and a bridge to him. Yeah. But it was like the sense of protection that I didn't even know that I had. So were they know? songs that were related to maybe experiences that you were going through? Or mm. was it just the simple fact that it was just music in general? It was just was music in general. It was like this like thread yeah. that was attached to me and God. I like the word you transport. It like moves you out of where you are yeah. to another place, even though physically mm -hmm. you're still in yeah. that place but it takes you somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And if you look at like culture and stuff, I mean, I could, I've never traveled to Asia. I've never traveled mm -hmm. to Africa, but when there is music from specific Those cultures, places. like you feel yeah, the, the culture yeah. and the energy you when you're really, really listening and in tune to things. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was just like this, you know, yeah. transport machine that yeah. I could use to, you know, connect with God and ultimately use for healing, yeah. which I think it's like, how amazing is God that he, he gives us those creative, yeah. you know, characteristics in our humanity to be able to, wow. you know, so almost in a way you're kind of saying that, that music in, in a way can be a transformative experience. Mm, I mean, it, it's sure. a way that, that yeah. God can use that to, mm -hmm. uh, to really help change the way you see something. Yeah. yeah change mm -hmm. your your attitude yeah about, about something so when you guys write music so both of you write songs when you guys write songs do you think through are you thinking about that little girl that's going to be listening to this song you know or do you just are you just writing out of a place in your own life that you're trying to you know, interpret what's going on in life or you just have kind of a, a beat a rhythm you want to write but how much does it go the writing process in your mind about Hey, how, how can I help influence and shape people's lives through music? You know, for me, it, it depends on, you know, a lot of it is the overflow of your life and your perceptions of the world. But then you can be in different situations, say, if, if you're a minister of music at, at a church, you can have more of an unction to kind of do a directive to do songs that are that are celebratory or that are worshipful in a context. And so you do contemplate things being a certain way to generate a certain kind of atmosphere and a yeah. feeling uh, as opposed to being in, in, in an industry where somebody says commissions you to do a soundtrack for a movie or commissions you to do something for this, a thematic song for some program they're doing or something. If you get commissioned to do something, then you think about it in a different way. But I do think, you know, the idea of contemplating and thinking about what, what do you want this to say is a part of writing. And, and then, even if it's an overflow of kind of who you are, it's, right. you still think about, you know, if you're talking about a love song, how you love or how that person loves you or how you want love to be, it's still through your eyes, even if it's just the overflow of a, of a relationship you're dealing with. And so I guess, when, say like when you're dealing with relating to God, you know, you know, and your gratitude comes out in a worshipful kind of song. Lord, I just thank you. And it's kind of overflow mm -hmm. out of your relationship with him. So I think contemplation is definitely a big part of it, though. You, you mean, you think about what you're doing and you think about how it's going to impact other people. Yeah. yeah. I think something that's helped me in growing as a writer mm -hmm. 
is not limiting, like not jumping over where I am to get to a place of, you know, comfort. Mm -hmm. Kind of going through the process. Yeah. Like if Mm -hmm. you are writing about something very specific, um, or like, or you're in, you know, a writing season where there's struggle and it's different if you're writing for corporate worship or if you're writing for, uh, you know, CCM stuff or whatever. Uh, but I think it's important as artists to actually be writing about whatever season they're actually writing in Mm -hmm. because it, it gives the, um, ability for people within the church or for people who are, have left the church to actually hear real and honest songs Mm -hmm. from a place of either doubt Mm -hmm. or a place of suffering or a place of Mm -hmm. whatever. Cause yeah, I mean, God is good all the time. Amen. We can all raise our hand and like praise to that. But, uh, you can't skip over the weeping part because yeah. Jesus weeps yes. with us, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is important to always remember. Um, everyone's saying like, God, you know, God's on the throne, you know, he's still a king. Like, mm-hmm. of course he is. No one's yeah. saying he's not, but I want to hear where you are right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I want to hear where you are right now. Yeah. And I think. Yeah. You're always challenging your faith right now. Yeah. Challenging you to act in faith. Yeah, because that, that's what makes us stronger. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing because we all go through struggles and challenges, trials mm-hmm. in our life, and it, it's funny because a lot of times we we don't want we want to try to go around them. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times God wants us to walk through them, mm-hmm. right? You know, and walk with us through them. We we try to go around them a lot or try to avoid them, but it is in those moments that there's transformation taking place and how much music really you know, carries people through that you know i would just had finished a, a couple of, of weeks little short series playlist that the the playlist in the bible the soundtrack yeah. and the story of god you know the right. psalms and it's amazing to look at the psalms and to realize that the, those psalms that there's so many different psalms in the bible that you can go to and and wow i can totally relate to what the person that wrote this psalm, what David is experiencing in family, yeah. you know, uh-huh. and and it's amazing how much psalms is a part of of the story of God. You yeah. know, it's not something that uh, you know. There's just one psalm, and there's a hundred and fifty right psalms. And I always a couple of years ago, I remember when Jesus left the Garden of Gethsemane, or before he, when he was on the way to the Garden of Gethsemane, and it says he stopped. And prayed and sang a hymn. Mm-hmm. I wonder what hymn, right? You know, Jesus saying. He, he's saying, you know, I mean, I don't think they had the hymn on yet, so yeah. it wasn't like turn to page hymnal twenty two yeah. or something. Yeah. But you know, something uh, out of the song. But probably. just the idea of thinking about Jesus singing a song. Yeah, and, and he didn't have to, yeah. but he did. Yeah, you know, he didn't have to, but he did. Mm. And I think uh, as artists, you know, we don't have to create. Yeah, we have the choice. Yeah, you know, like we're. We are all innately creators. Mm-hmm. We're created by a creator who mm. who delights in us. Yes. In our creations, you know, coming from, our, you know, from our children and from our families, it's just everything. And we have the choice to not invest in that. Yeah. You know, so it makes me wonder, like when I look around and I lead worship, what I think about because you were talking about like the little girl, like, do you see the little girl? What I think about is like, where are the anointings in our churches? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I, as a worship leader, you know, I'm not an, 
an artist by trade. You know, I can't paint worth anything. I can't mm. draw worth mm. anything. Mm. Um, I, I wish I was a great dancer. Some people say I am. Some people say I'm not. I hey. don't know. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> but I know that there are anointings within the church that have not been ignited in a way primarily because they have not seen someone anointed mm. call upon them to do their job, mm. you know? Yeah. And so I think as artists and as worship leaders within the church, you know, that's our main job, Yeah, you know? Not only are you guys up there leading worship, mm -hmm. you know, in front of a church on a Sunday morning, obviously you have music out outside of that, but we're talking, you know, about leading worship here, you, you know, for the idea of thinking that you're up there, not just leading the church in that moment mm -hmm. of worship, but you're all also in, hopefully that God is using you to inspire Mm -hmm. other 100%. people to yeah. desire to do that and it's amazing even non-christian musicians how many people got their start in the church in the church right. yeah. remember whitney houston yeah tons mm -hmm. of them man i mean you yeah. I know a lot of them you can run the list the yeah you can run the list man a lot of yep. them i mean you were telling me earlier about pharrell's uncle yeah 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 then, uh, mr happy uh-huh his uncle is a pastor and they're doing some stuff through yeah through to that build this so, just epic. So so many of these artists that you know they grew up in the church. Beyonce grew up mm -hmm. in the church right here in, in Houston, right. yeah. Methodist yeah. Church right here, yes. St. John's. Yeah. And I think one of the things that left them to the wayside mm -hmm. is them not experiencing authentic worship. Yeah, not experiencing authentic relationships where they looked elsewhere mm -hmm. for their well, that, creative yeah, stuff. That, yeah. They'll say, oh, no, no, don't, you know, don't create or don't sing like that or don't do yeah. it this way, don't do it that way. When in reality, their expression of worship yeah. is different from mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. where they came from. And so it's not, it's, a, it's very important for the church to support yes. anointed, I mean, you can hear that I mean, in, in the mm. secular music, the anointed voices. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Even, if they're, even if they're not, <laughs> they're not singing, singing worship yeah, songs, like, wow. you can tell there's in their a, voice, like, oh my gosh, like, they have an anointing. There, yeah. There's something there. Yeah. Like, I wish you'd come on back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's almost as if it, worship in the church has been at times confined mm -hmm. or yeah. defined. Mm -hmm. This is the way you worship. This is how you worship. Right. Yes. And yeah. people looking for more of an authentic experience stepped outside of that. Yeah. That mm -hmm. connecting with music yeah. and kind of yeah. didn't, you maybe went in a different uh, direction with it. When you think, when we talk about music shaping people's lives and how much of a trans transformative experience music can be, is it just Christian music that has that ability to influence people or is it just music in general? Oh God, no. And, it's, and, it's and, music in general, yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... Uh, people don't make movies without music. They don't make commercials without music. People don't have family reunions without understanding that, you know, they want a DJ there. Right. <laughs> well, they think want, of, you know, think about soundtrack. the heavens. I mean, yeah. like the angels and the elders, yeah. like they're singing. Yeah, and, I mean, they're like, holy, 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 oh, yeah. holy, yeah. holy. I mean, like you're something, the playlist. There's yeah. a playlist mm -hmm. to the events that happen in our lives. Yeah. So, so I think beyond just christian music music is powerful just in and mm -hmm. of itself and i think you're right in many ways in the church when you get unique giftings sometimes those giftings are suppressed and it's like ah you can't do it in here because mm -hmm. you know people want you to conform to what has always been 
sing certain songs in a yeah. certain style and you deviate from that too much. And over time, you know, new ideas get introduced in. I mean, there's Christian rap now. Who would have thought, <laughs> you know, 30, 25, 30 years ago that there would be Christian rap. So I'm saying, I think the church eventually opens up to certain kinds of art forms yeah. and expression when it comes to music. But I do think you're right. I think sometimes people are, are you know, get, get limited by folk who've been in the church's limited understanding of what worship is, what yeah. freedom of expression of the uniqueness of who you are in God and how God can get stuff out of you that maybe he couldn't get it out of another person exactly that way. I, right. I, and I, I firmly believe there's a unique aspect of who we are that reflects God in ways that is uniquely Oliver-ish. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. It, without that guy goes, that's idol. Oliver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is how he does what he does. And of course, it's similar to something else and its influence, but it's still uniquely Oliver. Yeah. And I think sometimes- and there's nothing yeah, like it. Yeah, and some there's gifts are like so it. unique that sometimes it can be scary to folk who are mm -hmm. in, in certain traditions. It can be like, oh, what is he doing? Oh, what is she doing? Right. Uh, and it's just like, they're just gifted and anointed in a different way so, that you're not used to. Yeah, only you can be you. Right? Yeah, you know, only you. you know, people are looking for authenticity. It's like, there's only one you. I mean, yeah. how authentic, more authentic can you get than that? <laughs> you know? So mm -hmm. that, that kind of separation, you know, like I grew up in, in church and it was, you listen to back in the day, okay, it was the Imperials and Petra. Mm -hmm. you know, Petra was like the hard, you mm -hmm. know, rock. And yeah. I remember in, my parents didn't want me to listen to non-Christian music, you know, even though, you know, I guess... The urban cowboy thing was before <laughs> before Christianity entered our home. I don't know because <laughs> they loved that. Yeah. Right? I'm not sure whatever happened to that album, but hmm. but you know, I grew up in this idea that was only you can only do Christian music, and and I remember growing up and thinking like, but not Christian music just seems to be so much better than so much than, more than, fun, than, huh? You know, yeah. just seems to yeah. yeah a lot better. And so, how do you, you know, talk a little bit about that 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 separation between non Christian music and Christian music, and then maybe even some of the listeners that are listening right now you know, how they may feel about listening to a non-Christian mm -hmm. music mm -hmm. or Christian, or even have kids that they're trying to wrestle with that idea of, should I let them listen to this or should I not let, yeah. you know, God, God owns it all. God created, you know, music belongs to God. So how do you kind of work through that process of this, this apparent difference between non-Christian and Christian music? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, that's, that's a touchy, touchy, area in the lives of believers as to what we feed ourselves, right. both our psyche, our heart, our spirit, uh, what we take in and how it helps to shape us. And so, I mean, for me, I grew up in a Christian home, of course, and then my mom had Christian music going all the time, but she also had tucked away and I didn't know it until later. She had some favorite jazz artists, you know, she <laughs> had some Take Five and some Amal Jamal and, and Miles Davis and Ramsey Lewis sitting off in the corner <laughs> that I didn't know about. And, and she was the one, she's the safest person I've ever known as far as loving God and living a godly life. Uh, uh, so, so I, I, I don't know. That's a tight rope. And I guess it's, you know, I, I won't say it's different for everybody, but I think you have to go in with a conviction that, Hey, I love God and I, I understand that God gave music. And there are some songs that are not necessarily centered in scripture that, wow, I like that song. Yeah. 
wow, that gives me a good feeling. That's okay. That's not anti-God. Now, if you get stuff that's anti-God, anti-Christian, it's pretty easy to sift that out and say, nah, I don't need to be listening to that. Yeah. (laughs) And that's not necessarily about how loud the guitar is or how, what kind of beat the drum is using as much as the words. Yeah. Uh, and, and those words are powerful. The yeah. words are powerful. So, so you, you kind of have to make your. I mean, go with your convictions about it. I listen to a lot of n- non-Christian music. I, I, I like jazz. I like instrumental music. I like love songs. I've written love songs, uh, but I still, you know, love Christian music and write Christocentric kinds of themes in, mm-hmm. in the stuff that I write. And so. Uh, that's me. So right. I'm, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying it's not okay. I'm just saying that's what <laughs> that's where my heart is. And I know I love God. I love Jesus. I thank Him for what He's done in my life. Yeah. And He's given me music. And so uh, you have you have to go with your convictions. I mean, that's that's a tough one. That's mm-hmm. a tough one because some people will beat you up about listening to anything that's not Christian and say you're you're off base. Right. Yeah. So. I haven't experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I think something that you said is something that we echo in our family pretty consistently is that words have power. Yeah. Words, anything that we say, whether good or bad has power. It comes within our conversations. It comes with our music. Uh, And so as a parent, I come from a very like relational standpoint when it comes to music, Mm -hmm. especially with my kids. Um, I think it's an opportunity. What, what music gives us is an opportunity to have discussions mm. within our family and within our culture that would be harder to have if it wasn't relayed through music. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I, I it seems as if if we were listening to, uh, oh my gosh, what's like the the band from Boston, like the Three Guys. You know what I'm talking about. And they're Boston. rappers. Oh my gosh! Boston, Boston. I had the yeah. Run DMC. No 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 no. <laughs> Why, from New York. White guys. White guys from Boston. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh, I can't remember. But so, our, our old school. Yeah. Oh um. Uh, you you uh, know what we're talking about. Uh, Brass monkey. Brass monkey. Yeah. So it. edit that out, Taylor. But um. <laughs> uh, Don't do it. Leave it in. Yeah. There. No. Um. <laughs> Uh, Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys. Boys. Yeah. So let's look at like Beastie Boys, for example. Whereas lyrically, it's sort, I mean, it's a little uncouth, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. many ways. Mm -hmm. But they're also coming from a culture of this Bostonian culture of like young, poor, white guys, Uh you know? And so it gives us an opportunity to talk about culture, mm-hmm. to talk about what they're what they're saying. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? Why are they even writing this stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. is it to make money yeah. or is it to express themselves? I mean, and all of it, some of it is, you know, sinful, mm-hmm. which we mm-hmm. can point out. Yeah. You know, yeah. we can point out the sinfulness, we can point out the holiness, and we can point out the parts where it's like, oh, I see God is there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I can see where there's been a stray from truth. Yeah. Um, but I think with with music, it just gives so ma- so many opportunities to talk about things that are messy, mm-hmm. and if you don't, it can often influence people to not 
be honest about their own messes, wow. which in turn, you know. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. So it's, you know, music in a way is, is creates conversation. It, it mm-hmm. creates, mm-hmm. it can create community. It can create, it creates that dialogue between people. And really you can understand culture through music. Really mm-hmm. the music is kind of a magnifying glass of what's going on yeah, in, in culture, culture. Kind of yeah. explains culture. Definitely. And it is a great conversation. I remember when I did youth ministry, I don't remember exactly the, the ministry I learned this from, but it was the uh, 3D. It was whenever you're listening to something or you're watching something, you you discern or you discover, you discern, and you decide. So you discover what the message is being communicated, mm-hmm. and then you discern how does this line up with truth. Then yeah. you decide, should I yeah. listen to this or not? Exactly. But what a great point of conversation with people to engage in, in what the music is saying, but how much it says about what's going on in culture. Yeah. And also, I think you and I, you mentioned this one other, one time, Danielle, that, or you and I were talking about this, that, you know, maybe even when someone's listening to music, it, it lets you, it's a window into their own soul in a yeah. sense of like, yeah. what is their playlist? What, are, what, what, what song are they listening to? Like maybe if someone has a kid and they're yeah. listening to this lyrics, it gives you yeah. an idea of what's going on in their world a little right. bit, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe a doorway to enter into a conversation with them, mm-hmm. even about what's going on. Yep. Um, it's really something you said, a doorway, because... I looked on Apple this morning, and right now Apple is playing. Got, got different artists, you know, putting their playlists of what gets them in the place where they feel Christmassy. Yeah. So those playlists that people choose tell you what kind. I mean, where they are, give you an insight into who they are and what they like, and what gets them in that place of thinking. Wow, it's it's the season. And so playlists and the music you choose does give you an insight into people's lives. Like you're talking about the Beastie Boys, you know, mm-hmm. you know, may, some of it may sound you know, uncouth and irrational and sinful, but it does give you a window into their lives yeah. uh, in a way that, you know, you can comprehend it and, and, and understand it through the music and it gives it another kind of life. Right. It gives you, you know, another kind of way of getting into your head and saying, here's where I am. Mm-hmm. And either join me or reject me up. Do whatever you want with it, but it does right. give you that insight into where people are. Well, and all it it sets us all at a table of brokenness because yeah. it all comes from a place yeah. of of brokenness, which is just the basis of humanity. I mean, you know, it's it's who we are. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and God wants to use mm-hmm. music as a source of yeah wholeness, making us yeah. whole, yeah, bringing a word to us, bringing atmosphere to us that heals us, that makes us whole, that that hopefully makes us better for, for him, for ourselves, and for each other. And it's amazing because music is also, it's a uniting. Yes, yes. You know, it's a way to, it's a way to unite people. Think about it. And, and, you know, if you think about the, the different anthems and things yes. that, that, that draw people together, you know, when people come in for worship, you know, there's a uniting factor of, of people coming together and worship. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, obviously music that has been out in this culture that mm-hmm. it, through this the generations that have connected to, to people that, that it seems like as if the whole country, even the whole world kind of has connected to this, this one particular song uh, real quick before, we, before we go today, what, where do you see music today right now in culture? And, you know, we have a saying here that there's no division between the secular sacred and the secular, everything's sacred, you know? So, mm-hmm. but where do you see music today? Uh, how do you see it? It's shaping people today in, whether it be a Christian or non-Christian music? I, I see music really almost 
becoming the common man's way of mm -hmm. expression because technology has made it so accessible. There's so much, so, so many different ways of creating now that simplify this way that you can express something musically by the touch of a button and select right. and say, I don't like that. You know, yeah, I like that. And then put that with that. You don't even have to be a musician or a singer to put something <laughs> together and then convey an idea over that. And so it's, it's almost becoming commonplace where the, the everyday person can, can really give you that winter into their lives as to what they like and what they want to say to the world. I think that's part of who we are. We want to be understood. We want people to know, here's where I'm coming from. Here's what I like. Here's what I enjoy. Uh, but at the same time, coming from a place of brokenness, there are oftentimes in that same music a cry for, help me, help me be better, help me be whole. Help. So I, I, I see music as being more accessible to people as a means of expression. And then really, I mean, <laughs> with the pandemic, you know, the, the big iconic artists are singing from their homes. Mm -hmm. and yeah. the artists that nobody knows are singing from their homes. Right. Yeah. So everybody's doing whatever they do <laughs> at home. Right. And so there's this common ground yeah. that we're all on now where, you know, we express the same way in the, de dealing with this situation that has, I think in some ways, put us all on level ground from the standpoint of how we relate to each other. Right. You know? Big yeah. stars are not doing tours. Guys in the local area are not going playing in nightclubs or in churches or, you know, gathering places. And so I think music is just becoming more and more accessible through the technology, like with the Internet. Yeah. You know? and, uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, uh, there are no limits as to, you know, I believe, you know, I hear somebody more amazing than the person I heard yesterday, every yeah. day. Wow. Mm -hmm. More amazing players and singers and harmonies and mm -hmm. doing things in different ways. It just keeps you know, God obviously loves music. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much of it out here, you know. So, so much. So, so yeah, I, th I, think, I think it's just more accessible to everybody. Bill, you probably can put a song together now. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that I was completely wrong about the guys from Boston. They're actually from New York Different City. New York. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They would probably yeah. be Smack really them. mad be like, really? that I said Boston, but my apologies <laughs> to all of the Beastie Boys fans yeah, out there. Check, our people are. Yeah, the fact checking. The fact checking. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Um, gosh, yeah, no, I know. Just kind of, you know, piggybacking off of what Oliver is saying, it's true. There's everybody has sort of the same platform to share yep. to share their gifts, and people that would you you would think would have never stepped into sort of a creative role or a music role, they're like, oh, everybody's. Yeah. hopping on Instagram and, you know, singing their hearts out. Now, yeah. sometimes it's really great and sometimes it's not so great at all, but <laughs> God, de go. God, deli God delights in, in it all, I guess. So, but, um, yeah, I, I can't imagine that we would go back to a place of limiting the beauty of music. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I mean, it's been the, it's been the the base for cultures and countries and yeah. I mean think about it like every country has its own song. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? A moment ago about the Olympics when you, yeah. win, you yep. play your country's song. That's you, right. That's your anthem. That's right. And and everyone just stands there and gets misty eyed. Because yeah. you're like, Oh my gosh, wow. You know? So I think a couple of things 
just taking away from our conversation is really just how much influential music is in our life and how much words impact our life. Mm-hmm. And really how music is a platform in a sense to help create dialogue, community, conversation with people, helps really get an understanding of where people are at. Yeah. But how much God has given us the gift of music, you know, and uh, we can you know, use music to help us to, to bring meaning in life and really help connect with God. And so, you know, if you're listening today, I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Danielle and with Oliver. So you guys both have websites mm-hmm. that people can go to find out more information about your, your music ministry. So Oliver, what's your website? I'm at oliverscott.com. And Danielle? I'm at daniellenoonanmusic.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, Danielle Noonan Music. Same with you, Oliver, right? Yeah, I got an Instagram. It's probably not as <laughs> active as yours. Don't go, don't go to his Instagram. Don't Sorry, to only to his website. <laughs> only the website. <laughs> Just the website. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for everybody for joining us at Tethered, where Christ and culture connect. So hope you enjoyed the podcast today. We're looking forward to having many more this upcoming year. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button and be sure to rate us. And uh, with the subscribe button, you'll be able to get all the latest content that we have for this upcoming year. We look forward to 2021. We know it's going to be a great year. Y'all take care. God bless.